beyond just saying words. And you got a means and space for everything that's in you. Open. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody really open tonight? And I'm not talking about, amen, anybody pumping you up and priming you. You should have came open. You should have came. You should have came in here open. Nobody got to prime you. Nobody got to pump you. Nobody got to get you ready. You should have came in here ready. You should have came in here with your heart open. 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 I need you to understand open has a look. Open has a sound. You can't say you open and you close. You can't say you open and you sound closed. You worship like you closed. Come on here, somebody. If you open, your worship says you're open. The way you look on God says you're open. The way you move in the spirit says you're open. Hallelujah.
amen, to come and look at, amen, Sour Patch. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Cause that's the northerner in me. The northerner in me loves the southerner in you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. We bless God tonight. Amen. For this great woman of God. Hallelujah. Just a Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Honor the Lord for him. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God. Amen. Praise the Lord for Providence Daphne. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Evangelist Linda. Amen. Stella. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I'm missing people. Who I'm missing? I'm missing people. Amen. I'm missing Elder. Elder. Man, it's the Sims. Hallelujah. I'm, 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 Elevating people, y'all, y'all pray for me. Hallelujah, Amen. Thank God, Amen. Glory to God, Hallelujah. Glory to God, Amen. For Prophet Shellman being in the house, <laughs> Hallelujah. We thank God, Amen. Thank God for those that came, Amen, with us from Oasis Church, Amen. We thank God for our Sunday Pastor, Amen. Hallelujah, glory to God, amen. One of our senior prophets, amen, prophet is Andrea Jackson, amen. Our executive pastor, amen, glory to God, Pastor Danielle Smith, amen. Evangelist, amen, glory to God. You know, you get up here, you know everybody's name, and then when you get up here, you're like, wait a minute. Evangelist Desiree, amen. Glory to God, amen. Hallelujah. Teaching our children, amen. She's going to our children's church, amen. Praise the Lord, amen. Our worship leader, amen. Our DOO, God, we praise God for everybody. And if I missed you, amen, I love you anyhow. Amen. amen. I got a few minutes. I'm going to time myself. Don't take away my 11 minutes that we took pumping y'all up. I'm just saying. Hallelujah. Amen. Get your Bible to go into the Word. Amen. I want to share a couple of things with you. Amen. And I know, amen, your, your theme is sold out, no longer minimized. Right? Yes. I'm going to need y'all to work with me. God is good, ain't he? God is good. Now listen to me. If you if you shake time off of you, or whatever it was that you brought with you, work, aggravation, frustration, I don't want to be here, I'm here because I was told I had to be here, whatever it is that you brought with you, if you shake it off, God might do something for you. It might. Now, y'all know I'm at home, right? So don't be looking at me 
Like y'all don't know, because y'all do know already. All right, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to the book of John. I'm going to go to the third chapter of the book of John. Amen. Hallelujah. It's something about flying in the air. I mean, God talked to me when we get at 50,000 feet, 30,000 feet, 20,000 feet. He just talked real loud when you're up in them clouds. Hallelujah. Amen. He was talking loud. Amen. While I was riding. Amen. And coming home. Amen. This morning. And I was just a type. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I'm so thankful. Amen. That, you know, your iPhone and your iPad sit together so you ain't got to copy and paste. <laughs> ain't that wonderful? Come on. Jesus is in this technology. Come on. Hallelujah. Yes, he is. This is the apostolic ministry. Yes. Yes. And we praise him for it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. We're going to the book of John. Amen. We're going to the third chapter in the book of John. Amen. And I'm going to read that from the ESV. Amen. Hallelujah. Can somebody give Prophetess Linnea a mic? Amen. So that she can read. Amen. I need that in the ESV. Amen. John chapter 3. We're going to start at the 27th verse. Amen. And what I need you to do is work with me, right? Because I don't want you to get stuck right here because I'm going to flip this for you for a second. Uh oh. Okay. Just for a minute. Just for a minute. Now, whatever anybody else do the rest of the week, that's their business. But I'm going to finish my assignment tonight. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Come on, let's read the word. Hallelujah. Come on. John answered, a person cannot receive even one 22. 22. Sorry. Start at 22. 3 and 22. We're going to read down to the 30th verse. Okay. After this, Jesus and his disciples went into the Judean countryside, and he remained there with them and was baptizing. John also was baptizing at Anan, near Salem, because water was plentiful there. And people were coming and being baptized, for John had not yet been put in prison. Now a discussion arose between some of John's disciples and the Jew over purification. Now I want y'all to pay attention to this, because if you're going to really understand what the Lord is saying, right? You and, and, and for us to understand what we're going to talk about tonight as it pertains to being minimized, we need to look at what the emphasis is on those who was calling themselves believers and anointed. Come on, amen. These were not ungodly people. These were John's disciples. Is that what the scripture say? Okay, I just want to make sure because I wasn't making it up. All right, come on, keep reading. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you across the Jordan, to whom you bore witness, look, he is baptizing and all are going to him. Now, first of all, we deal with two things right here. They're looking at the outward appearance. They're fussing about that. And they're jealous that somebody else done left their camp. And they're over here talking about what Jesus doing. All right? All right. Come on. Let's read. John answered, a person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given to him from heaven. Come on. You yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. Now, I need you to underline this. If you can highlight this in your, your device, your Bible, because I didn't hear no pages turning, so I don't think nobody got no paper Bibles in here. Okay, you got paper Bible. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. But if you get, you get your highlight, a highlight right there, right where he says, you yourselves bear me witness that I said, I'm not the Christ. But what did he say? I have been sent before you. All right, I need you to highlight that because this is going to be helpful for us tonight. Because in order for you 
To not be minimized, you gotta first know who you are and who you're not. Okay? Who you are and who you're not. And John didn't get it twisted. He had a following, he was powerful, but he wasn't the Christ. And he had to help the people understand. And that's part of what our difficulty is, is that when people start following, we don't know how to tell them that ain't me. Come on, read. Come on, read. Hallelujah. Come on, read. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. Now, I need you to read verse 30. Put some bass in your voice. Put some anointing back there because I know you got some anointing in your lungs. Come on, read this with some power. He must increase. But I must decrease. I need some more power behind that. Come on. He must increase, Uh but I must decrease. He must increase, but I must do what? Decrease. Decrease. Say it again, church. He He must must increase, but I I must must decrease. One more time, class. He must Amen. And the word of the Lord is blessed. Amen. Thank you for reading. Now, if we are going to deal with this, there are some things that the Lord was speaking to me while I was sitting in my seat. Amen. This morning. And I'm listening to him talk to me. Hallelujah. About us being minimized. And the reason why we have to flip this around is because we don't know our place. We don't know our place. We don't know our place. And John was acutely aware of what God had anointed him to do and what his responsibility was and what his assignment was. And he was not going to let anybody in his camp switch him. Y'all get get this word. He wasn't going to let anybody in his camp switch him. And this is the one thing that I found out is that when we anointed, there's people that will come up alongside us and they think they're helping us by trying to tell us about what we should be doing, but that ain't what God said. Come on here, amen. And so John was like, hold on, I told you before, but just in case you forgot, I'm not the Christ. I was here to do a job, right? And what you think is minimizing me, I got to decrease me because he's got to be maximized. And the only way that I'm going to be able to stand against those that try to minimize who I am and what I am, I have to first get low myself. I got to first let God help me to see who I am and who I'm not. And I have to be okay with that. I gotta be okay with it. Are you okay with the fact that you're not God? And I'm asking you that because you know a lot of us are control freaks. Okay. Help us out. Help us. A lot of us are control freaks. We say that we believe God, we trust God, but the moment that something doesn't go the way that we want it to go, we got our hand in the pot. So do you really know that you're not God? Right? So somebody else can come tomorrow and tell you about how you don't need to minimize, but I'm gonna tell you how you need to. Yeah. Come on. Tonight I want you to understand that you are gonna to have to shrink low. Yeah. You are gonna to have to, amen, glory to God, see yourself for the peon that you are, because God is greater than you are. My God. God is greater than I am. God is greater than anything we can decree and declare and prophesy. 
But unless God get behind our words, our words are idle. Can I say it again? Unless God gets behind our words, our words are idle. So John is setting them straight. When you look at the 25th verse, he's talking, the scripture is showing us that there's a discussion going on between his disciples, right? And a Jew over purification. And I want to tell you something. God is doing a work in my heart. Amen. And I'm thankful that he didn't forget about me. It's something for us to be in church. You know what I'm saying? And we go through changes. And sometimes we sit in church, you know, and we read our Bibles and we pray and we fast and we sing our songs and we do all the things that we do. But really, there's no there's no fire, no zeal, no love, no power behind what we're doing because something is going on inside that we have not addressed. Something going on. Now, if you work with me, I'm going to drop a couple of things in the house for you that's going to help you. But I need you to understand that you got to get your eyes off of the external because we are too occupied with what somebody has, what somebody says, what they look like, you know what I'm saying? All of these things. Yeah. This Jew and John's disciples, this word discussion is really argument. Yeah. They were in a disagreement because they were caught up in external things. And a lot of us think that that's because we're here. That means that, you know what I'm saying, God going to meet me because I'm here. No, but if you didn't come with the right heart, you're going to leave the way you came. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because we look at the external. Isn't it something that the Bible says that that man looks at the outward, but God looks at the heart. I want to talk to you about a big God in a little world. A big God in a little world. This big God that we serve, we seem to have gotten things backwards pertaining our big God. And we do all of these things to try to maximize our life. We want to maximize our momentum. We want to maximize and 10x this and 10x that and 1,000x this and 1,000x that. But we've not gone back to the drawing board and got on our faces before God to ask him what it is that he requires of us. Yeah. So we're looking at the external and we're thinking that if we do all of these external things that this is what's going to get me where I need to get. My God. And in reality, God don't care about our externals. Not at all. Somebody say not at all. Not at all. Amen. Not at all. He's totally unconcerned. So let me share, let me share some things with you. I want to give you a definition of the word minimize. And I go to the etymology of the word, which gives you, you know what I'm saying, the whole background of the word, where it comes from, and all those things. And this word minimize means to diminish to decline, to make less of or reduce. And so we are saying in our theme that we will not be reduced, we will not be minimized, we will not be, we will not be in an, a decline. But let me ask you about your inner life. How much of your inner life is in a decline? How much of your prayer life is in a decline? How much of your Bible reading? Now you can make this declaration until Jesus come and crack the clouds, but if you don't get that inner man right, and this is what we've been teaching at church, and I'm going to keep saying it until God tells me to stop saying it. Hallelujah. That God don't care about your external. He wants your internal. He is concerned about your inner life. And we have 
what you get, but when we realize it's really a lie. Yeah. What we see is a facade. Yeah. And Jesus had a problem with the Pharisees and the scribes who looked wonderful. They had on their robes and he talked about their factories, which was those things that they tied around their arms, yeah. the bands around their arms, yeah. and they would wear a little box around their head. They did all that stuff. He said, you look like you look like you're religious, but inside. Inside is dead man's bones. Inside is a graveyard. Listen, you wanna you you you're not gonna be minimized until you minimize how much time you spend on your external and start maximizing the time you spend on your internal. There you can you can run around the clock a thousand times. Come on here, you can fast, you can pray, you can do all those things. If if it's not from your heart, if it's not from sincerity. We are carnal. My God. Mm-hmm. My God. Mm-hmm. Help us. Help us. Help us. Let me read my notes. Come on, come on. We think in order to do better or be greater that I got to show you more of who I am. Because I got it like that. I got to show you I got it like that. I can't let you look down on me. I don't want you to treat me like I'm less than that I believe that I am. But in reality... If we are going to grow and maximize our position, our platform, and our power, we got to realize how big God is and how little we really are. It's not until you understand how big God is. Listen to me. I was riding on the plane this morning, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I had just buckled my seatbelt, and the Holy Ghost said, there's going to be an event on the plane, but don't worry. He said, y'all are going to land safe. It's going to be all right. I said, okay, and I closed my eyes. And then I think we were in the air five minutes, and all of the stewardesses started running to the front of the plane, and the lights started going off. And I was like, oh, you said we're going to land safe, so it's going to be all right. They was grabbing bags from the back of the plane and running up. Something happened with somebody, and something was going on. And I just sat there, and I prayed and made declarations and said, God, you said. Hallelujah. And then I closed my eyes and went back to sleep because I serve a big God. And I'm going to tell you something. When you're living from externals and you're at 30,000 feet, let me tell you something. What you got outside don't matter. You better have a God on the inside. You need something internal that's bigger than the engine on the plane. That's bigger than the plans of the enemy. On your inner man, somebody say, God help me. Help me work on my inner man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're in church, but we're in a decline. Hallelujah. And when you see how big God is and how little we are in the grand scheme of things, we understand that God got this. So I ain't got to worry about the day. Hallelujah. I ain't got to control the day. I ain't got to control nothing because God got it. Come on here. Amen. If I'm walking in his promises and if I trust him like I say I do, I ain't got to worry about what's going on around me. I ain't got to worry about who think that they can minimize whatever. Say what you like. Do what you like. I know what's on the inside. See, I like to tell people, don't let the smooth taste fool you. Come on. Because you walk someplace and say, oh, she cute. Yeah, but give me five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Give me five minutes. 
Because I love it to make you mad. Come on, amen. Because ain't nobody got no time to be preaching no cute messages. We're living in the last days. And the church is backslidden. And we're talking about being in revival. How are we in revival in your intimates in the divine? Yes. But you become the church because I want somebody to prophesy to me. Yeah. I'm prophesying now. Your inner life is in decline. Your inner life. Yeah. Hallelujah. God don't care about you shouting and dancing. That's wonderful. But bodily exercise profited little. Yeah. There's a profit to it, but it's little. Come on, but godliness. Godliness. It's profitable for all things. When's the last time you exercise godliness? Now, that's the part we don't want nobody to minimize. I don't want nobody minimizing my inner life. I don't, I'm not going to let the enemy minimize my time in God. I'm not going to let him minimize my time on my face in the presence of the Lord. Come on, amen. I don't have time to worry about what other people are thinking and saying and doing. I got to be concerned that my inner life does not be in decline. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God is infinitely bigger than I could ever be. And if I'm going to attain greatness, then I must first get low. Hallelujah. This is not McDonald's. You talking about supersize me or Burger King, whoever say that. No, no, no. We don't want to supersize you. We want to minimize you. That's what we need to do. We need to minimize because there's too much flesh on parade. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. We just parading it around. We clapping for flesh. We're applauding for flesh. We're celebrating flesh. We see flesh in front of us, and we know it's flesh. And we're too scared to tell them, sit down, you and your flesh. That's the sign that your inner man is in decline. Come on here. Amen. I don't care about no prophecy. Listen, the Bible says that prophecy shall cease. Listen, we train the prophets. We believe in the prophets. But prophecy is going to cease. But if you get your inner man right, come on here, amen. You're going to spend eternity somewhere. Right? And you you got to be the judge of that. I'm going to get to where you at. Give me a minute. Right? So we cannot only refuse to be minimized with external things. We minimize ourselves by not Uploading like we should in our inner life. That's right. By not spending time with God like we should. I get it. I got a busy schedule. I get it. I understand that things are happening and people are ringing your phone and you got this to do and you got that to do, but you can't afford. You can't afford. This is like paying a bill, honey. It's like if you don't pay your light bill, they're going to cut you off. Tico, bye. You you can what about she cut they gonna cut you off. If you don't pay that bill, what makes you think that you cannot spend time with God? And you're not gonna get cut off. <laughs> you just think you're just gonna keep going all along and, and God ain't gonna check you? You just gonna keep preaching? Come on. You just gonna keep prophesying, prophesying, showing out in your flesh? God is good. Let me tell you something. I read something that a writer named Thomas Merton said. He said, When we are 
busier than God, we do violence to ourselves. When we are busier than God, we do violence to ourselves. We, we, we worry about acts of violence on the street, baby. You are, you are committing acts of violence against yourself. When you are too busy for God. When you can't be still in the presence of God. Listen to me. I'm, I want to redo everything. Right? And, and I, my, I'll try to see it. I, I, when it's prayer time, I don't want you on nothing. Right. Because it's prayer time. Amen. I don't want you working the sound. I don't want you fixing nothing. I don't want you on your phone. I don't want you dwelling with the kids. Because we use the kids as an excuse for why we're not praying. In church. Yeah. Because we're on the decline. Yeah. But we want to hear from God. And we want God to use us. And we talk about we anointed, but you're not spending no time with God. Uh, I'm yeah. Share. Hallelujah. So something that the Lord was dealing with me about, especially for leaders, you know, and he said to me, he said, we must not just lead well, we gotta love well. Yeah. Not just lead well, but love well. But if your inner man is jacked up, you can't love. You can't love. Listen, I'm 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 yeah. I'm not gonna mix words. I, I want to talk to you because this is stuff that the Lord was speaking to me. He said, how do you relate to your sister that's sitting next to you? How do you relate with the people that's on your team here in ministry? How do you relate? You want to lead well, but you cannot lead well until you love well. Yeah. Yeah. And can I tell you why you can't love well? Because you missed something growing up. Yeah. There's a Greek word called memetes. And it's the long term is mimesis, which means to mimic, to copy. So when Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ, he's saying, imitate me, follow me. But what has happened to us is that we've grown up in homes where we mimesis, we followed, we grew up and took on behaviors, attitudes, mindsets that we had no business taking on. And so those things have become a part of us. Yeah, it's true. I'm talking about being able to maximize and not minimize. Come on, yeah. Come on here, amen. And so what happens with us is we're chronologically 40, but spiritually we're two. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Amen. Emotionally, you're an infant. Yeah. My God, it's true. My God. I'm talking about the church in decline. Yeah. We have an inability to walk out our beliefs because we are emotional infants. Yeah. We are emotional adolescents and not adults. We want promotion without development. Yes! Oh my God. Oh my God. Break up, break up, break up. Can I repeat that for us? Yeah, yeah. We want promotion without development. You cannot push the baby out undeveloped and expect the baby to live in an environment that they're not accustomed to if they're underdeveloped. Speaking in tongues does not qualify you. Preaching does not qualify you. Your inner life qualifies you. It's your inner life. I need you to get your eyes off of an of a, 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 a ordination certificate. Yeah. Get your eyes off of a title. Get your eyes off of a microphone. Yeah. 
Because his inner life was in alignment. What was supposed to serve him could serve him. You struggling with what you shouldn't struggle with because you're in a decline. If you get yourself out of decline and set some time with God.
Hallelujah. So what God is trying to do with us, he's trying to bring us back to the place of development. Yeah. Some of us, some of us got happy. Amen. You did good in kindergarten, right? But you got in first grade and forgot all the work you did in kindergarten. Come on. And because you got happy in first grade, you got lazy. Yeah. So now we got to put an example out in front of you again and say, no, 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 follow me as I follow Christ. Yeah. This is how you do this. This is the way you worship. This is the way you pray. This is the way, because we have, we have become caught up in externals. And just because he played the right key on the keyboard, that's not going to help your dirty hands and your dirty heart. You know what's going to fix that is you got to get on your face. And I pray that you hear the love of God in the word tonight. It's because God loves us and he longs for fellowship with us. And he longs for us to fellowship with each other. That he wants us to get ourselves together. So if we're not going to minimize and not let anybody else minimize us, let's first deal with ourselves. Yeah, that part. Let's come to God and let's just be let's just be swear to God honest, like as honest as if you would have sworn, like you are under oath. Swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help you God. That kind of truth, because we've been playing, we've been playing with our salvation, we've been playing with our walk with God, we've been playing with our titles, and we think that God ain't gonna deal with us. Listen to me. Can you get Matthew 11 and verse 19? I'm almost finished. I'm watching this time. Hallelujah. I've only been up here 30 minutes because y'all ain't taking that 11 minutes back from me, like I said. <laughs> Matthew 11 and the 19th verse. You got it? What it say? Hallelujah. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners, yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. Listen to me. Jesus spending time with everybody was bringing conviction to them. Because here are the Pharisees. They they memorized the first five books of the Bible, but they weren't committed to people. Can I say it again? They memorized Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. But they did not commit to loving people. So when Jesus sat down, amen, and ate with the tax collectors Mm -hmm. and drank with them and fraternized with them, they couldn't understand that. Because he was committed to the people. But they was just committed to the external. My God. They were committed to being, you know, what everybody knows that we do. I can quote the whole chapter of Psalm 139. Who cares? How is your love life? And I ain't talking about your boot thing either. Okay? So here is our issue here. So we don't know how to link loving God with being absolutely committed to each other. My God, that's it. 
I cannot commit to God and not love you. I cannot commit to you and not love God with all my heart. Isn't it something that Jesus said? The greatest commandment. He said, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. Have you loved your neighbor as yourself? Just in case you don't know, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Just in case, because I know we are accustomed to something other. All of us are. Come on here. We want our fancy tickle. We want to, hey, oh my God, my God. We want to feel good, but we don't want God to confront us. We don't want him to put the light on us and let that light burn. Right? So this is your annual gathering. This is your check mark right here. Yeah. This is this is what we call in the military, they call it checkpoint Charlie, honey. Uh-huh. This is where you gotta see whether you got it together or whether you don't. Whether you don't. And if you don't have it together, this is the place where you fix it. Yeah. yeah. Somebody say fix it. Fix it. This is what you have to be able to do. And so and so Matthew 22, 37 through 40. Amen. Talks about us loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. I was looking at something because I like to read, right? I like to read. And I don't know if any of y'all know anything about science and you ever heard of Copernicus? Okay. Well, he came up with a theory, right? Right? And his theory, Copernicus's theory, right, shook the world, the whole Roman world, right? The whole Greek world, the whole world that, that, that he knew of. Because they thought that that the earth, that the sun revolved around the earth. But he came out with the theory and proved it that the earth revolves around the sun. And so when I begin to think about that, (laughs) you hear it? When I begin to think about that, I said, oh my God, that is so prophetic. Because... We, our life should revolve around the sun. Yeah. Not the sun that's shining in the sky, the S-O-N. Yeah. Everything that we do should revolve around him. Yeah. But what we try to do, what we try to do is we try to do the opposite. Yeah. We want what we do. We want God to be revolving around what we do. Yeah. We want to try to bring God into it. God, I'm going to do this right here, right? And I'm going to be with me in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And you can't bring God into something that he's not in. He ain't in it. You can't bring him. You can't bring him into Listen, he wants us. Everything we do should revolve around him. Meaning, seek ye first the kingdom. First. 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 Not after everything else crashes. Come on. Not after your plans don't work. Not, okay, if plan A don't don't work, not plan B. C D E F G H R J K L M P. Now know my ABCs. <laughs> right. And you don't went through the entire alphabet instead of going to God first. Yeah. And that's all you had to do was let your life revolve around him. Yeah. Y'all didn't go sit there. Let your life revolve around him. So I want you to rethink being minimized. Yeah. You know, and I started thinking, and I'm, I'm finished, I'm ready to pray. I started thinking about, you know, they have this saying, live, love, laugh, right? And we take a pause, live, we pause, love, pause, right? And I started thinking about that. The way we should be living, it should be live, love. Your life, the life you live, 
should be showing the love of God. By this will all men know that you are my disciples because of your love for one another. Live love. Live, you got to live this thing. You can't just preach it. You can't just talk about it. Do people know that you say that you love God? How many times have you poured out your life for somebody else? My God. My God. But because we're in decline. We're in this place of decline. And I got a whole bunch more I would love to be able to talk about, but I can't. But I'm going to tell you one of the things that I learned as I was thinking and praying you know what I'm saying? And I got home and I was meditating on some things and praying. And the Lord began to remind me about Daniel. And you know, we read the story of Daniel, right? And Daniel was held captive by the Persians, right? In the Persian Empire. And he had to learn all of those things that the sorcerers taught. He had to learn all of the ways of those people, right? And, and Holy Spirit spoke to me just as plain. He said he learned it, but he did not do it. And there's things that we go out here into this secular arena and we learn those things and us, us and our full self, we do it. Here was Daniel had no Holy Ghost. And what they tried to force feed him, he did not do. Because his inner life was not in a decline. Scripture tells us that he prayed three times a day. And he did not even let the decree of the king keep him from the place that he dedicated to God. Are you that strong in your dedication? Do you have that much gumption? You know, some of us be like, I am, I'm about this life. Are you about this life like that? That you would not let what the world is trying to force feed you. Switch you into something else. Daniel understood his assignment like John did. He knew that though I'm held captive, I, God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, that's who I serve. That's who I follow. And you got to be so set. And we used to preach like this all the time when I yeah. was growing up. Yeah. We used to preach about, amen, staying, amen, away from the things of the world. And we have grown so worldly yeah. that we stop preaching love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Why? Because we love it. We love the world, so we stop preaching against it. I ain't telling you don't wear your image of me. Listen, we like that. But you got to let your inner life speak louder than anything that's on the outside. That's right. That's right. Come on, stand to your feet. Right. That's so good. You got to let so what's in you speak louder than anything that is outside of you. I'm not apologetic for anything that God has said and how he said what he said. Y'all can shout tomorrow. But God is calling us to get our inner life together. He is calling us, amen, so that nobody won't be able to minimize anything. You're not going to have to fight for nothing. Because this, nobody's going to be able to deny the power of God on your life. Who can deny the power of God when you come in contact with it? Nobody. So we don't have to go online and try to prove anything. And I often say there's only one thing that you got to prove, and the scripture tells you that. But is that good and that acceptable and the perfect will of God? 
We've been fighting over the wrong thing. We've been fighting each other and not understanding that God put us here to do a work together. And if the work doesn't get done, he's holding us accountable for what we did not complete in his name. Yeah. So, so I want to pray. Yeah. And I want to open the altar. I don't care about no titles and I don't want you to care about no titles. Tonight we want to get our inner life together. If this word spoke to you, if you feel like, you know what, there's some things I just really need to do better. I just need to do better. I didn't say I went out here and I sinned, but I just need to do better. And if that's you, I want you to come to this altar. Forget about whatever else is going on. We want to take some time and make a public statement to God that I'm not going to live in decline another day. Not another day. Not another day. And I know this is hard because, because that means that I have to admit publicly that there's some things I've been struggling with. There's some things that I've been in infancy in. Yeah. And everybody thinks I'm an adult. But you know what? This is between you and God. This is between you and God. And, and every last one of us should want more of God. This is what makes me nervous. Is that we are in decline and refuse to admit it. God help us. God help us. The altar is open. Father, help us in this place tonight. That Lord, everything that's in us that's in decline, that we will yield it to you. That you will birth a fresh anointing on us, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Father, move on us tonight in the name of Jesus. I just want God. I just want to do what God wants me to do. I just want to be pleasing in his sight. I just want my life to not be caught up in external nothing. But I want what is in me to speak louder than what is outside of me. I want God to get the glory. I want God to get the glory out of my life. I want you to just start talking to the Lord. I want you to just start talking to the Lord right where you are. I know that we're, you know what I'm saying? We want sometimes for somebody to lay hands on us, but listen, this is you and God talking right now. You and God. It's me and God right now. I want God to take me back to the place where I prayed and didn't worry about what time it was. Hallelujah. I want God to take me back to the place where people could say whatever they wanted to say and it did not bother me. It did not move me. It did not cause me to walk away from God and lose my dedication. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. We honor your name, oh God. Hallelujah. Can you play that song? I want us to sing softly because I really want us to pray more than I want us to sing. I want us to really get serious about this. This is not about the sound on the keyboard. This is about where am I with God? And we have mandates on our life 
God saved us. Some of us been saved from drugs, been saved from alcohol, been saved from ripping and running in the streets, been saved from all kind of stuff. And we don't have time to be playing with our souls. So God, we are coming to talk to you. We're coming to be real tonight. We're coming, Father, to lay aside everything. Every title, everything that we think we are. Father, and we say forgive us tonight. We're asking you to wash us in your blood. We have been like the Pharisees. We have been caught up in what we've memorized. But we've not been committed We've not been committed. If you are a pastor and you are a leader, if you are a prophet and you're in this house, you should be on this altar. You should be on this altar. If you're one of the leaders in this ministry, you need to be on this altar. You know why? Because this ministry cannot go any further than you. And if you got stuff in your heart, you are the blockage. You are the cog in the wheel. And God want to deal with it tonight. Father, wash us. Father, sanctify us tonight. Every last one of us. Me first. Work in us, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Give us, oh God, a heart that tarries in your presence again. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I need you to talk to him. I need you to start talking to him right where you are. Hallelujah. Don't look around the room. If you're serious about this thing, I want you to just talk to God right where you are. Hallelujah. Right where you are. Father, work on us. Work on us. Work on us. You are God and you are bigger than our world. You are bigger than our plans. You are bigger than anything that we can think of. And we want you to get the glory out of this life. You saved us, God, for your glory. You saved us, Lord, that your name, hallelujah, will be upon our lives. And God, we don't want to be a facade. God, we don't want to be phony. We don't want to be fake. We want the real thing. We want to love you with our whole hearts. We want to love our brethren in the name of Jesus. We want to walk in forgiveness. Hallelujah, God. Do it in us in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 God, do it in us. We come on, press in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, set the tone for the rest of this week. We want our hearts to be right. So when you come in, our hearts are primed and ready for what you have for us and what you want to do in us and what you want to do through us. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Work on us, oh God. Purge us of our own ways. Purge us of every attitude that's not like you. We lay ourselves on the altar, God. Do it in us, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We don't want a title without power. We don't want it, oh God, in name only. God, but we want your presence on the inside in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We don't want to be adults in age and infants in our emotions, infants in the spirit. Help us, oh God. Hold on, I'm not going to be a 
love deeply because you've been afraid to love deeply. And he said, I'm going to show you how to just be free and love deeply. be a whole different person.
be the same. Shake up a whole life. A whole life. A whole life. Jesus. 
teach your word. God, to release the word of the Lord. Every impartation
the way you want her to play it. And we thank you for the ground that has been hard. But we speak to the ground and we command it to give way to the plan of God and to the seed. Oh God, that you put in her. We speak to her harvest and we command it to come in the name of Jesus. Oh God, from the north, the south, the east, and the west. And God, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, we pray. Somebody go open the door. Hurry up, open the door, open the door. We speak to the ground right now in the name of Jesus hallelujah that the wind of God would blow and send help from the north, the south, the east and the west those that have been watching and waiting send them in for the whole I heard him say, they that are with you are 
ain't got to make the way. All you got to do is stand in it. Because the way has already been made. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Come on, bless the Lord. Thank you.